Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to episode 141. I am one of your high priests, Konshu Ray, and my gosh, I found a soulmate here, a soul brother. I found another high priest, Konshu, here, a very special guest on tonight's show for a Moon and Stars segment, Taryn Barker from Tsunami Studios. How are you going, Taryn? Uh, going pretty good. Thank you for having me. It's always good to meet another fan of Moon Knight, you know, so mm. hard to find him. <laughs> oh, well, we're, we're going to have to get you um, on board into into our little little community as well. There's so many massive Moon Knight fans. Um, I love it. And uh, having seen your videos, I know that you are, well, actually, spoilers. Uh, actually, I told you before the show, I'm going to gonna hide it, but you are a big, massive fan as well. So, um, Taryn, uh, before we get into it, Tsunami Studios um, on, on YouTube, you've been running for a while now. I mean, I've only seen the Moonwatch segment of it, but um, would you like to tell us a, a bit about it? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I've, um, back in like 2017, I was doing a couple of uh, video, it was just audio stuff, just talking about comics and movies and TV, and then, you know, I bought a camera <laughs> so i started doing some video stuff i went to college for a bit there so i didn't really do it for a couple of years but I, i'm back into it i'm talking more comics movies tv uh just about any topic and that really i'm trying to work on some more podcast stuff too but it's just just me celebrating the stuff i love to talk about is pretty much what it is and since i love moon knight so much i decided i want to talk more about him on that channel too yeah, great. I mean, there's so much material out there at the moment. I mean, we as uh, comic book fans, as it's just like geek, um, the geek culture has has kind of exploded ever since. I guess the MCU reached its ascendancy. I mean, it started off around 2008. X Men started 2000. Um, it slowly has been building. Uh, the MC Marvel Studios obviously has done a lot more with creating a universe um, but we get tv shows now as well are you a big fan of uh, uh like the netflix shows and all the other the other ones or uh, the dc shows as well cw uh well i i haven't watched a lot of the cw stuff recently the one that i really like though is doom patrol on the oh. dc universe app i don't know if you've seen doom patrol no no not oh, yet do, not yet it's uh, uh yeah yeah i've heard really it's good like, things about it yeah, it's it's really well made. The everything about it, right down to the cinematography, to the the lighting, the costumes. It's just a really well done like piece of television. And I think that's it's really great to see for something that's a genre piece too that is done so elegantly and classy. And it's just it's such a great watch. And it's probably one of my favorite uh, just comic book properties out there right now on television. Okay, are you a fan of the the comic book series? Were you a fan before you watched Doom Patrol the TV show, or, or vice versa? I actually wasn't. I have. Uh, I know. I've you know. I've read some of the Grant Morrison stuff, but then I've haven't really kept up with it. I know. Uh, uh, who was that? It was a Ger Gerard Way? I think he did Gerard his Way. run yeah. 
recently. I haven't read that one. I'd love to go back and pick it up, though. But I was not really a fan of Doom Patrol when I watched the show. So that's why I was really impressed with what they managed to do there. Okay, fantastic. I, I've watched um, most of, I think, in the first season. I'm talking non-Marvel stuff now because, you know, most people probably know that I'm pretty much into Marvel. But um, I've watched <laughs> most of The Titans, I think, season one. I'm not sure if you've seen that. I think it's pretty good. I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Netflix Daredevil show. I don't think it can, I don't think it reaches that height, but it, it's pretty good. Um uh, and uh, you mentioned in one of the videos. I mean, we'll get we'll get to it, Loonies. Um, the Umbrella Academy, for the obvious reasons. Um, so there's that out. There's stuff like you know the Swamp Thing. There's a lot of a lot of good stuff happening um, out there in the world. But anyway, Loonies, um, what I have got uh, another high priest of Conchu here on the show for you. Can't believe it. Uh, is uh, we're here for a Moon and Stars segment now. This is a little off. I know if you're looking up at the sky, you're going, hang on, this is not a full moon. What are you doing doing a moon and stars segment? I'm sorry, I've gone against Conchu. Um, I'm just going to have to get a rap on the knuckles. Um, just some scheduling issues um, have, have arisen. So uh, thankfully, Karen has been available um, earlier because I have, have approached you um, for, for a later date But because um, I, I was waiting for the full moon, Taryn, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll have to come in early. So anyway, Loonies, we are doing a Moon and Stars segment. We're going to go through Moonwatch, which is basically Taryn's... Um, um, I guess, love of, of Moon Knight um, under his Tsunami Studios um, kind of moniker. And that's his YouTube channel as well. We'll grab all the details from you, Taryn, um, towards the end of the show. That would be great. Um, but anyway, always as, as we start, I want a, a big thank you to all our Patroonies as well. Um, you too can become a Patreon member. Um, just check out the, the links in the show notes. Uh, plenty of bonuses and incentives to join. Uh, and now, I did announce that... Um, for the month of May, I think, and maybe June as well. Look, I'm going to suspend, I'm going to keep the Patreon page open, but I'm just going to suspend uh, the payments because of this pandemic that has um, kind of ruffled its way through the world um, and understand that there are a lot of economic hardships for some people as well. So, um, you know, we don't do it for the money. We do it because we love doing the show. When I say Taryn, we, I mean me. But <laughs> as uh, my other, no, I hear that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just do it for the love of the show. Um, the patronage is definitely appreciated, and it allows us to expand and do extra stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, um, if if we can hold it, spend it, just to to help out a little bit in in our small way, then then we'll do that. So, um, but anyway, please have a look at the Patreon page. Consider being a member. You can um, be privy to to bonus episodes and such, or you can be accredited as a co-producer or executive producer for each of the episodes depending on your tier uh, also a big thank you to hello headphones empowering gamers to play at their best um, our sponsor and if you go online you can um, type in the itk moon Knight code to get 10 percent off um, everything on their online store so all of that um, aside turn just be, and before we get kicking into your moon watch because what we're going to do Lenny, is we're going to go through there are seven videos I've counted Taryn that you've done on moon watch um, all quite distinct uh, I'd love to go through each of them I don't want to spoil anything so um, we'll kind of broadly talk about them and and hopefully the loonies can um can click onto the videos and have a good good old watch themselves but we'll <laughs> go through that um but before we do that of course we do uh, just a, a little bit of chatting and uh and a idle chat and a bit of 
White Noise, our news. Um, just wondering, Taryn, currently reading, um, what is on your kind of pull list at the moment? I mean, considering all, all you know, the current climate of the world. Yeah, I mean, considering all things, I thought I would go back and find a couple of comics that I wanted to pick up. So, like, I... I have all the preacher books from like early vertigo. Mm. So I was like, well, what else is some early vertigo books I could go back to? Mm -hmm. And I started to pick up fables. Fables. Do you know uh, which one fables? It's a a Bill Willingham book. It's like, I think it came out in 2002. It ran from 2002 to 2015. Mm -hmm. And it's a story about all all of uh, like the fairy tale characters, like Snow White, the big bad wolf. And they have to like immigrate to modern day New York. And it's kind of it starts off as like this detective story with the big bad wolf, and then it kind of is slowly starting to build itself up into like this big kind of fantasy epic. And it's just a really interesting read. It's right up there with Preacher for me as one of those wow uh, adult Vertigo books. So it's just really it's a really fun read, and I'm about sixty issues in already. Oh wow, jeez, I've never. I mean, there's there's a fair few issues there, two thousand two to two thousand fifteen. I'm sure that um no I've never heard of it. It sounds really good actually. I'm I, I'm really into it. Is myth- surprisingly good, yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm into mythology and and that whole the whole culture of um of folk tales and stuff. So that sounds pretty good, right up my alley. Um, anything else oh, that yeah. yeah that you can recommend? Maybe the loonies. I I also picked up the second volume of an image comic book called Velvet. It's an Ed Brubaker book. Okay. Uh, it's, oh, it's Brubaker, a- brilliant. Yeah, he's a great writer. I love some of his stuff. It's like um, an old school 1970s detective spy thriller about like this aging secretary who used to work as like this for this spy agency. And she gets framed for the murder of one of the agents there. So she's kind of goes on the run against her agency. It's a really well written book and it's really good art, too. It's just a really fun read. And I, I think three volumes of it are out now. So, okay. And sorry, the one, the fables one. Do you have, do you have the floppies for that, or are you reading that in in a trade or a, an omnibus or something? I am reading or it digital. through some trades. Okay. And then I, I, I mean, I might pick some up on Comixology. I think. Yeah. Just what I still need to read. So. Are, are you a are you a digital man at all? Are, are you a floppies man or a, a, a hard trade buyer? I I go back and forth. If it's like yeah. a book I'm not sold on yet, I will buy it digitally. But if it's something like I would like to get the actual individual issues of this in physical form, then I go out to the comic store and pick it up. But if it's something I think I want to try out and I'm not sure if I'm going to like it, I buy digital. Okay. Um, with Moon Knight, are you one of the, the loonies? Uh, I am one of them, so I might be tragic. I don't know. Do, do you get all formats of it? Do, do you get like digital trade and floppies or no? Uh, I, I've i been going back recently to pick up all of the issues of Moon Knight. I mean, yeah. I'm still a ways out, but I, I started digital with him, mm-hmm. and then I've just been kind of going back to get some of the physical issues. So okay. a lot of the newer stuff I have the actual physical stuff but the older stuff i have digital okay because i know you mentioned in one of the videos you're a huge fan of the jeff lemire run greg smallwood uh and they have this beautiful oversized hardcover of it as well i've got that um i had to get that because the artwork greg smallwood just phenomenal art yeah he's he's great he's a great artist yeah yeah and and, i mean 
Lemire's story is no he's no slouch as well, so <laughs> so uh, <laughs> definitely worth, worthy on the on the shelf. Um, shelf worthy, yeah, trade worthy. Um, and, and speaking of, okay, we know that you created Moon Knight, uh, the Moon Watch, um, and you know your your love of, of of everything that you like to talk about and you like to watch and read. Um, this may seem like a pretty obvious question now, but um, why did you choose to make, in particular, Moon, Moon Knight videos? I'm sure that you like other characters, um, maybe not just as much, but up there. <laughs> but, but why, why, why Moon Knight then? Um, when I first got into Moon Knight, I was just—I really liked everything that was going on with the character. When I first got in, it was like just after the Bendis stuff, so it was kind mm-hmm. of like uh, the Warren Ellis stuff was just getting prominent. And something about him just stood out to me. And I was just like, why is nobody talking about this character? I went back and read a lot of his older runs. I'm like, there's some great unique stuff in all of his runs that you can't do with a lot of other characters. Because I would say more than some, like a Spider-Man or a Captain America, you can take chances with a character like Moon Knight and take him into different directions that other characters and other creators wouldn't do with certain characters that they've worked on for years. So I just wanted... I just kind of just fell in love with him instantly. I've always had that like infatuation towards him. And then I was like, well, I, I want to share my love with this character with people online. So when I started doing videos, I was like, well, I want to talk about Moon Knight. Where, where can I start talking about Moon Knight? He's getting a Disney Plus show. Okay, I can start there. And then we could maybe work our way back, talk about some key moments, talk about stuff I want to see on the Disney Plus show. And it just started from there. And I'm definitely going to do more videos on him. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Um, and this is great. It's a great find for me. It's a bit of a boon finding a, a YouTube channel uh, dedicated to Moon Knight. So th- that's really cool. Uh, I think a lot of loonies were nodding their heads there, Taron, when you were just describing, um, you know, how you gone into him and 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 the uh, the versatility of the character. Because one of the things I love is that, um, and you touch upon it in your video as well. About um, we'll get to it about the. The R rating, um, Netflix and Disney Plus of the TV show, and how there's only really one run that kind of um, speaks to that. Um, what I love about Moon Knight is that each of the volumes are quite different. Um, you know, there's an essence, there's a thread that they all, there's a obviously a, a similar a similarity between the two that they all kind of adhere to to some extent. But um, a lot of the writers do play around with the character a lot, and I feel because he's kind of on the fringe. Um, in the Marvel Universe that these writers and creators are allowed to, to kind of freeball it a little. Um, so, yeah, no, certainly a, um, a very advantageous kind of facet of Moon Knight. Um, and speaking of in the realm of YouTube and, and, and films as well, Taryn, um, have you been, are you privy to any of the Moon Knight films currently banding about on the interwebs? Um, we've... Uh, actually touched upon a couple of filmmakers um, who have made Moon Knight films. Have you seen these online? I, yeah, I think I have. I can't remember the creative team behind it, but I, I there's one I think what came out, was it last year mm-hmm. one came out? Yeah, I've seen the most recent one. I'm not sure if there's any other ones out there, but I've seen that one. Okay, that, that generated a lot of buzz. Uh, I think what you're talking about is that came out early last year. Uh, I think that was January last year. Um, yeah, I think that was so. By, yeah, Caden Butera, really, really talented filmmaker, really, um, yeah, really young talent. And um, 
it created a lot of buzz because I think his Moon Knight costume was was black. I don't know if that's the one that you saw. It was all yeah, I think there was a, there's a, I think it was a white mask and yes. some of it was black too. Yeah. yeah. What was your reaction to to seeing that? Did you, did you love it? I mean, did you? <laughs> yeah. I, I did like it. I think, um, of course, you, it's a fan film and it's yeah. not a big budget thing, so you just have to go in with that expectation. But I think for what the team there did it was it was really well done it was executed beautifully and it looked good like i there's i like the costume being white that's just <laughs> me but i think it looked yeah. really good yeah well he's he's got a uh, i'm not sure if it has been released yet or not but there is a a, a sequel of sorts it's not a moon knight um short film but moon knight's in it it's got the prowler uh, I don't know if you're familiar with oh, the proud that's interesting. Kobe Brown, yeah, uh, but he's rectified and he's listened to fans' um, reactions, and his uh, Moon Knight costume in that looks awesome. It is white uh, and it's it's armored, and I think it's probably not that far from what we might see in the Disney Plus. Um, so he's done okay. he's done a lot of really good work there. Um, so an- another little shout out to our friend of the show there, Caden Batera doing good stuff also the young guys the young guys um uh, i've got to plug for you taryn is oh to you taryn as well um youtube mcu uh is like a, a studio of really uh, young filmmakers very enthusiastic um i might just pop in i might send you some links to their to their um their films uh they're quite prolific um a lot of fun so anyway uh Alrighty, we're going to head to a bit of white noise, a bit of news. So, a couple of bits, only a couple of bits of uh, of news this week, uh, short and sweet. Uh, we have Moon Knight, as well as the others, I think it was Miss um, Marvel, She-Hulk, uh, on the Disney Plus service. Uh, this was reported, apparently, by France's Disney Plus streaming service, um, and MCU Cosmic, which you got to, you know, take a grain of salt with. Uh, apparently pushed back to 2022. I mean, I, I think this is neither here nor there, Taryn. I mean, we're going to expect delays anyway as to when Moon Knight will eventually um, arrive. It doesn't really matter. Everything seems to be delayed anyway. Do you think this will hinder any of these shows at all? Do you think any of these delays will hinder any of the, the comic book properties at all? No, I don't think so. I mean, with uh, like She-Hulk and Miss Marvel and Moon Knight too, they haven't started filming yet. So, I mean, I think some of them don't even have writers yet. So it just, it makes sense that they're going to push those back, their properties that aren't being worked on right now. And it gives them a chance to, you know, finish doing things like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier when this all blows over. So yeah, it, it makes sense to me. I don't think it's neither here nor there either. It just... Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I'll just read a little bit of a snippet here. Apparently, again, so uh, I just want to reiterate, Disney Plus haven't made any official announcement of this. Uh, but anyway, apparently the French Disney Plus service uh, has said, uh, The Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision are still set to come out in 2020. Um, and Loki and What If will follow 2021. And then we have Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight and She-Hulk in 2022. I mean take a year or here or there i think that's about the right order anyway so i'm not i'm not too worried yeah <laughs> um it is what it is uh the only other bit of news here uh i just wanted to put this in taron i'm not sure if you, you've got visuals on this now on the prompt sheet but um beautiful stuff here tom bravort uh editor or editor-in-chief i can't remember of marvel 
big big wig in Marvel. He uh, he tweeted some um, some original art uh, artwork, um, and some of this was great. So he's actually got a, a pencils and inks uh, original of the Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, one of the issues of Moon Knight there, which looks really good. And uh, there's a Gil Kane breakdown of that classic Werewolf by Night issue 32 front cover that I'm sure all loonies know. So um, so beautiful stuff there. Um, Taryn, have you got any... Actually, I do recall looking at your videos and and uh, scouring the backgrounds. Um, I do recall <laughs> that you do have some artwork of, your, of, your, um, of Moon Knight. Do you own any? Yeah, I have a couple of pieces from local conventions down here. Uh, I can't remember the name of the artist, but I got a nice headshot of Moon Knight. And then I got a, I think I have a poster from the Vengeance of the Moon Knight book, actually. Ooh, that was nice. the Alex Ross inspired variant oh, cover. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, Very I think nice. I got that somewhere. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i got a, yeah, I've got a, a Jason Burroughs um, drawing um, he did. I got a commission for that. That was pretty cool. And a Paul Davidson. So uh, he was um, around the Max Bemis run as well. So, um, yeah. So uh, pl- looking to get plenty more. Like, you know, I think David Finch would be would be great. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, who else? I think... Who, who, would your, who would your top... Declan Shalvey would be pretty good. Oh, Declan Shalvey's probably my top. I, he, his it? artwork's just so beautiful. I, yeah. I love it, yeah. 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 Um, Cool. So anyway, loonies, that's the news. Not much there. Plenty to look. At. I'll put these um, these uh, images uh, in our group on our page as well. You can have a look. Uh, looks really nice. Uh, anyway, let's get to it, Jaron. We're going to get into our moon and stars segment here. So, as I mentioned, it's not a full moon. Stuff ya. Um, it's something else. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. I'll deal with Conchu <laughs> later. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to look at Tsunami Studios Moonwatch by Taryn Barker. Um, we heard a, a bit about Tsunami Studios, Taryn. Uh, just before we get into it, and what we'll do, we're going to go through your seven videos. Uh, I'll put them in chronological, so the oldest to the newest. Um, and we're just going to discuss them. I think that'll be a, a lot of fun. Because a lot of these um, topics that you've covered we have covered on our show as well. It'd be great to get your take on it. Um, but before we do any of that as well, just sticking with Tsunami Studios, uh, any current projects in the works that you'd like to talk about or like to plug or any anything that you would um, you have eyes on to do? Yeah, um, I'm working on a podcast right now. It's called Fights of Fiction. I take two characters from popular culture, tie them under a theme, and I create create a story in which those characters fight. I just cool. finished filming Damian Wayne versus the Minions, which I'm very excited to put up. Yeah, it's just it's really fun. And so nice. I'm working on that. And then, yeah, um, I'm working on a show called The Springfield Files, which is a show about The Simpsons where I talk about individual episodes, what makes them work, what didn't, what holds up today. And I'm excited to work on that, too. Aside from Moon Knight, The Simpsons is something I hold dearly. So I, I'm excited to talk about that. And that should be coming up. Uh, sometime in the next week. The oh, first fantastic! One. Oh, great. Well, um, yeah, well, I'll get the details from you, and um, and, and I'll give it a plug uh, when they do drop um, later later next week or so. That'd be cool. All right, Taryn, let's get into it. Moon Watch now, number one, number one. The first video we we have a we have a young 
Taryn Barker here. <laughs> I'm just like, like it's like years ago. Um, you know, still still green, um, kicking off his Moonwatch series. Um, awesome little opening there, <laughs> Taryn. Yeah. I like the quirkiness <laughs> was... of it. Um, for those, you've got to watch it. Uh, let's just say uh, uh, Moon Knight Hoodie. I'm sure a lot of loonies will have that. So um, a very excited Taron introducing his Moonwatch. Uh, and this is titled, I Love Moon Knight. Some quick thoughts and updates on the character. So this was an interesting one, uh, Taron, because uh, basically it, it revolved around um, the massive announcement of Moon Knight getting a TV show. And this was big news, right, um, for any of the fans. Can you remember? I know it sounds silly and probably a bit over, overstated, but can you remember where, where you were when you heard it and what you were doing and, and all that? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I just I just got back from work. I had a log day. I just remember I was just getting home. I was, I was living with my mother at the time, so I just went to go to my room, change, go have dinner. And I was just looking on my phone. I just saw the announcement. I just, I just screamed, Oh my God. And she's like, what, what is it? I'm like, this is what I've wanted since they did Iron Man. It's what I've wanted for so long since I've loved the character. That's what I wanted to hear. And I was just very excited. And I just remember it was just a great feeling. Yeah. To be honest, it was, it was akin to, to, to seeing the Avengers, you know, when they all come together or, you know, some massive announcement because, um, yeah, we've been. There's been a lot of spec speculation. We call it speculation about it, and there's <laughs> a lot of want for it. And uh, you know, people are saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're thinking like maybe two, three years down the track, you know, we'll get something. Um, then yeah, then then it hit. And I, I remember, I was just I was just um crossing the road. I think I was checking my phone. One of the loonies, actually, a big shout out to Tommy, the man on the streets. He uh, he texted me. Uh, he he lives in um uh. Grand Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I'm obviously from Australia. If you if you don't know from my <laughs> accent, um, so he he texted me. He's like, yeah, have you heard? Like, you know, we we get a. This was from the D23 um, convention, and it's like, yeah, it was great. So, uh, so anyway, so this announcement was huge news, and immediately it it kind of got the tongues wagging, the loonies um, spectorating, uh, and the big thing for the big thing for me. That seemed to be going around was this whole R rating, this whole Netflix versus Disney Plus. Loonies were happy, mm-hmm, loonies yeah. were sad. Um, what's your what's your take on it? I mean, I know your take on it because of the video, but um, <laughs> how how do you see this evolve? Like, um, were you if, be honest, like frazzled, like initially, like when it's Disney Plus, it's not Netflix, or were you just generally nah, whatever? I mean, for the longest time, I'm like. Yeah, it has to be a hard R. We're going to go gritty and dark. Mm. But there's like one major arc where he was like that hardcore where he cut off Bushman's face. Like there's only one big arc like that. The rest of it is PG-13 at most. And that's not a negative to it. You can still get bloody and violent. Mm. So I was like, it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, they have, they're showing The Simpsons on there. They're doing that Lizzie McGuire show. So they're willing to go to more adult routes, I think. And I think with uh, Moon Knight, it's a good place to test to see how far you can actually go. Mm. If you're going to, maybe if they want to do, I don't know what another darker character would be down the line, but Mm. if maybe they want, they're doing that Modoc show with Patton Oswalt, maybe if that got a little darker and they wanted to put it on Disney Plus, Moon Knight's a good testing ground to see how adult you can get in terms of violence 
and in terms of just graphic content. So it doesn't need to be an R rating, I think. Yeah, I agree as well. I don't think it does. I think you can get pretty dark and pretty um, gritty without an R rating as well. It is interesting, though, because I think, I mean, you've touched on the point, Moon Knight will be one of the first. I mean, because I've got the Disney Plus streaming service. It's probably different here than it is in the US and maybe in Canada as well. Maybe we've got less. Uh, But having looked at what's on offer there, you know, Moon Knight's going to stick out like a sore thumb. You you, you know, if if it is going to be edging towards the darker, broodier um, aspects of it. So uh, it is, it's going to be a risk, I think, in some senses, but it could open the doors to a lot. I mean, and and let's face it, they're knocking on the doors. I mean, there's a talk of, of Deadpool as well. I mean, what are they going to do with that? I mean, there are a lot of comic, there's a lot of comic book content that is going to have to go there as well. I mean, Star Wars is probably, there's a bit of violence in that, right? That's PG-13. That can get dark. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so if you got that as a as a you know a measure, then it's entirely possible. Um, what do you think? Uh, so we also in that um, video you mentioned we get the showrunner as well, Jeremy Slater, uh, and and you gave your thoughts on Umbrella Academy. Look, I thought I thought Umbrella. I actually haven't finished it. I thought it was decent. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's not terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have confidence in Jeremy Slater uh, from what I've seen and I've heard he's done like The Exorcist. There was a Netflix show or something that he did, like a horror-based thing. So, um, Okay, no, that yeah. would work then. Yeah, exactly. So if he's got that, if he can go down that route, then there's definitely potential there um, as well. And just I wanted to, to ask you about this, uh, Taryn. You mentioned in this video in the Moonwatch that... There were rumours for the Moon Knight TV show to go through some time periods. Was that correct? Yes, I remember. I I was reading somewhere, I, or I saw a video where this guy, I I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he was claiming that the show was looking to do a time jump. Mark is like in service working with Bushman and Frenchie, and then into the future when he is Moon Knight and working there. It's like a seven year or 10 year jump i think oh okay yeah yeah that would be good i mean it'll be a nifty way another like a different way to do the origin rather than just tell it chronologically you know because um i don't know what people's appetite are for for yet another origin um uh i'm just trying to think of dead daredevil um kind of was like a bit of an origin but he was already kicking he was already going around so yeah, I can't. I'd love to see the whole Egypt thing, the whole temple. I, uh, I do think we'll get that, but maybe in flashbacks. Like I think just maybe. In I'm, flashbacks. I'm thinking too. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe one episode dedicated to just yeah, the, actually the scenario, even yeah. midway through the season, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean that for sure. I mean I, I've done some reviews recently on um on another podcast of Penny Dreadful and, and they love doing that as well. You know, I mean TV shows love dedicating one episode around maybe episode, maybe around the mid season, early to mid season, they'll yeah. drop a, a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Um so anyway, so they, they encapsulated your thoughts uh uh, just on the Moon Knight announcement TV show, that was your first video. Uh another just a couple of final things. Uh Picked up on the reference as as did we on the man in Cairo in Winter Soldier. 
that um, that got everyone kind of you know wondering as well, uh, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, yeah. So that um, pretty much was a, a nice intro to to Taron Barker and and Moonwatch. Uh, second, we get. Uh, your second video, Conan Serpent War number one, Moon Knight fights a snake monster. Um, so, uh, just on the <laughs> outset, uh, so we we covered the issues as well um, on episodes 124, 126, 128, and 130. We went through each of the issues. Uh, first up, and again, I've read the comments page of your YouTube channel, so I kind of know. But um, were you impressed with Serpent War at all? I I initially liked the first issue and I I didn't finish reading Serpent War. <laughs> I'll say that right now. I um I'm not a big like Conan guy or mm-hmm. Solomon Kane or any of those characters. Like I never really was into them and I only picked this up because of Moon Knight and I thought it was an adequate story. It looked good and I know was it issue 4 where they show like uh, Mark and Conchu and Mark's got like a new vision of what New York looks like or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, um, it certainly gave, look, if anything, it's a short, a short series, four issues. Very strange having, you know, Jim's up putting, uh, Robert E. Howard characters in with Moon Knight. Um, yeah, to me, yeah. It, it didn't quite hit the mark. Um, because uh, I, I was reading some interviews with Jim Zub, and he was touting it as, oh, it's great to have Solomon Kane and Moon Knight together because they play off each other. You know, you have a pagan and, and a very devout Christian. Um, I, I didn't see any of that real banter between the two <laughs> other than just very superficial, you know, just off-the-cuff comments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Dark Agnes, uh, I did find it intriguing as well, like you said. And, and actually, I read issue one of Dark Agnes, Um I can't remember who wrote it. Um, don't quote me, anyone. Tinny Howard, maybe. But um, I thought that was quite good. But I felt she wasn't. She was underused in in Serpent War. Um, Conan was was pretty good, but he was run of the mill. Like he was just barbaric. Just, yeah, he was Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the good takeaway from Serpent War I found was was this Moon Knight ambiguity of what his power of Conchu is now and and it really does lead into the age of Conchu which we'll talk about in your other video because um, and what I do like and Marvel I just they never do well they don't do often enough is continuity you know what I mean and and between the oh, titles yeah, I, know. Yeah. I hate it how like you know yeah, you see Doctor Strange. Right yeah, you see Doctor Strange in one of the events. He's doing something, but in his own title, he's like he's lost his powers, or you know, he's he's been exiled somewhere. It's like, yeah. well, hang on, hang on, <laughs> it's the same guy. So <laughs> I I loved how Moon Knight um they they brought that across. Um and also speaking on that point as well, Conchu was a big, I think a big difference here. Uh, there was a big statement made here as well as the Moon Knight Annual. Have you you've read that one with Cullen Bunn? It was the Axe oh, of was Evil. Was that the one where he? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I've read that Axe of Evil one. So I, yeah. I really like Kang the Conqueror. So yeah, yeah, he's good. Up, yeah. <laughs> well, what I figured from that one, and then Serpent War, what they really made um, known and canon, it seemed, was that Konshu is uh, there's a there's a he's basically there's no ambiguity to him at all. He's he's actually he's there. He's a god. You know, and he works with Mark. So you lose that, as you were mentioning in one of your videos, not wanting to lose that ambiguity. Uh, the, all that's yep. taken out in this. So it'd be interesting in Age of Conchu 
how Jason Aaron tackles that because we've got now Concha who's very much part of the world and everyone knows that he's there. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, now, you didn't mention it in your video as well, but I just I was wondering because Serpent War came out after it, but Contagion, what were, what were your thoughts on Contagion? I... I liked Contagion. It had like a very uh, pulpy, old school feel to it, especially when you have like Iron Fist is one of like the leads in that and the thing. I, I really liked Contagion. I think what they did with Moon Knight in there was actually pretty interesting how he was able to hold off the infection because yeah. there's a lot going on in his mind. He's going to have to fight that off anyway. So I thought yeah. it, was, it was a pretty good book. Okay, okay. And I had a good time reading it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a short book as well. Look, to be honest as well, I, I I pretty much preferred Serpent War a bit more. I'm not. I've been by no way am I a Conan fan or anything like that. Um, I enjoyed Contagion, and again we we did review that as well. Um, uh, I loved how Mooney got um a lot of the limelight towards the end, and some crazy stuff happening. Um, a lot of it was <laughs> reminiscent to me of the Collective, like um, you know how he's fighting oh, that yeah. mental beast. Yeah. It, it just it didn't seem totally like it's kind of oh I've kind of seen this before. So um, but I love the thing in it. The thing was great, and I loved how oh, he was, yeah. mm, and how they used uh, Kunlun, um, and and the the lore of that um, to to about the virus. Um, that was that was pretty cool. Uh, and also just a final thing with your with your video, Taran. You mentioned that you'd never read Moon Knight two hundred, um, the the Bemis run. That is true. Uh, I have still you, haven't. You still haven't? Oh, okay. A little a little <laughs> shameless a little shameless drop. We're actually in it. So um Oh really? Yeah, yeah. We we got um well actually all the loonies are in it. Um so Bemis did a bit of a love letter to all the loonies out there. Um and uh you can see a whole a whole wave of loonies and uh my co hosts um and myself uh have marked are marked in there so You've got to read it, Taron. <laughs> as crazy uh, I, I as have it is. The, I have the issue. I just, okay. I that run was I thought was just kind of mixed, so I didn't really go yeah. back to the later issues. But yeah. I, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Okay, it, it definitely got some very mixed mixed responses, uh, polarizing even as well. People were very vehemently against oh, yeah. it. Yeah, oh, I didn't mind it. I, I liked the introduction of the Sun King. I liked I liked Dutras. I, well. I do too. Mm. Um, I think just, Sun King is a good villain for a, a yeah. TV show, actually. I think that yeah. would work really well. Absolutely. Uh, and I thought his first issue was very strong, 188. with The one without Moonlight oh, yeah. was just brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last two issues, 199, 200, um, kind of lost me a little. Uh, and we spoke to Max as well, Max Bemis, and he did say he was going through a rough trot, and, and that was... It was a difficult time for him, so it was it was a uh, it was hard for him to okay I guess finish those those issues. Um, all right, now before we go into a break, um, Taran, I just want to go onto your third video here, and we're getting into seven things I want from the Moonlight series. So this is a pretty cool one as well. Uh, you have you've dropped the the Moonlight hoodie. Here, I think you've gone. Uh, <laughs> candy is dandy. I think from memory. <laughs> yeah, candy's uh, dandy. Liquor's quicker. <laughs> um, but but this was a cool. This was a cool video. Uh, you had seven points you wanted to outline uh, in a Moon Knight 
uh, we're talking the TV show, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so without dwelling too much on your responses, because I really want to urge the loonies to to click on and to have a have a watch. And again, loonies, uh, these episodes by Taryn, um, they're really nice and compact. Um, they're easy to easy to watch. So um, so definitely check them out. Um, so I've got the seven here. Okay. So you mentioned supporting cast obviously is a must. We we should, we have to have a strong Absolutely. supporting cast. Um, anyone knows Moon Knight is a lone wolf, but his family and friends are so integral to his story, especially the Mensch run. Um, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have you read all of all of the volume one, Doug Mensch, or or most of it? I've read most of it. I've mm-hmm. got a lot of those issues from my grandpa. Actually, he had most of the run, so I think I'm missing about seven or eight issues of it. But I've read most okay. of it. It's it's a good run, and yeah, the supporting characters in that they have a lot of play. Yeah. Your 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 grandfather sounds like an absolute dude. I mean, yeah. oh, yeah, like, he is. He's got so many comic books, yeah. and they're all really old too, like thousands. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely the supporting cast is a must. Um. I mean, straight off the first thing you think of is Marlene and and Frenchie, and you know, you, you kind of build it from there. You you build his world from there. Um. The other one, a second thing you'd like to see a physical conchu. Which I believe is is pretty cool as well. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, yeah, he should be an actual. Whether they do like the giant bird skull in the suit or like a the statue looking thing, but it should be an actual physical entity that we see Mark interact with and not just have a voice in his head. I think it should be an actual person on set that is there with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, one of the things I hope they don't do because I'd love the bird skull, I'd love the the statue. I mean, they're both good. I, I'd take either of them. Um, what I'd hate for them to do would be um, to do maybe you know how Conchu in some in the comics he comes at, in the form of Mark's you know enemy or, or you know like Bushman and stuff. But I'd hate for him to be like you know his father. Or something, you know. So then you get just an ordinary. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I've, I think uh, we've yeah. seen that, and I think the visuals of Conchu is very striking. That we kind of need something different um, from it. So I don't want to see a, um, yeah, yeah, like a. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. I'd, I'd rather not see him show up as like all the other characters on the mm. show. Like, oh, yeah. here he's Marlene saying, "Oh, you have to do this," or yeah. here he's as Bushman, "I'm your enemy," or here he's mm. Frenchie here. I'd rather see him as an actual person, yeah, as all, himself. Exactly. All I say when they do that is like, "Oh, you're saving money. You're just using the act. You're recycling yeah, you, the actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Give> us something. <laughs> you yeah. can't get someone else. Yeah, yeah. So no physical conju definitely. Um, now this is one I hell to the yes, your third point here, and one of the things you don't want to reveal this crazy again, we touched upon it this ambiguity you don't want to reveal um whether or not mark is cra- sorry whether or not mark is crazy um you want to keep it like up in the air, and I find this one of the most interesting things as well um that um to be honest as well, a lot of the comic recent comic books they don't. Well, they haven't. I guess that. Well, actually, um, I, 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 the Lemire has, but um, oh yeah, but Bemis, I don't think it, it really didn't focus on that um, more. I think they really can emphasize it in the TV show. 
um yeah but um yeah i mean what 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 are your thoughts on i i really think one of the selling factors for this character should be we don't know if he's actually crazy or if he has this entity in his head and what's going on there and i know you can make conchu an actual being but whether that's just a manifestation of what mark is thinking or an actual Egyptian god, it's something else. But mm. he should be the one character in the MCU, because I know they're not going to go super hardcore, dark mm. characters. He should be your one character that you don't know where his morals lie. He's comfortable with killing. And, well, it depends on who's writing. Uh, he should just be this character who we like him, but we don't trust him because mm. he's got this sort of loose energy to him that no other character has. So mm. I think you should just leave it up to interpretation and you could even reference it with other characters that maybe they're like, Oh, he's crazy. Or maybe another one's like, no, he's okay. And you could have that like juxtaposition between actual characters in the MCU who are saying that about him. And you should definitely just leave it to interpretation if you think he's crazy or not. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd agree. I don't um Yeah, it's really it's really hard because they don't um I think again that they really can emphasize it in in the TV show about um you know about what because I guess what I'm trying to say is that um we know we're comic book fans and we know that there's this element of crazy to Mark to Moon Knight, right? So Going into the TV show, one of the actually basically one of the draw cards for Moon Knight is this crazy factor he has. You know that that's what defines him apart from other heroes. So it's going to be hard to um, to sell that ambiguity in the character for a lot of the fans that know that he's. I mean, for for people first time first timers, of course. I mean, um, but. First time is we'll probably ask someone who does know, like, what is this Moon Knight about? Oh, he's a crazy dude. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, um, he's, he's white. He's Marvel's Batman. <laughs> yeah, oh. but he's not. <laughs> no, he's you know, not. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love. I mean, I love your idea. What I'm, I guess I'm saying, what is that? I do love your idea. It's 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 going to be hard. It's hard though because it, it's such a part of him, and and it's one of the go tos that you 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 describe him like yeah he's he's got mental issues he's crazy but yeah maybe yeah, they can somehow fo- somehow emphasize the fact that he does have these mental issues um and maybe like i'm just spitballing here taran you got to work just just work with me here <laughs> maybe in the show <laughs> um it's having some unexplained thing that he does like you, you know in volume 2 or the fist of conchu where he gains those powers um, dependent on the the phases of the moon, maybe you can have him do some superhuman feat just briefly, and it's like, oh, hang on, maybe he oh, is yeah, kind yeah. of powered by Conchu, um, but you don't really know. Yeah, so I guess there are ways that you oh, can that, do that's it. That's a good idea. I actually like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Leave it to the hands of Jeremy Jeremy Slater um, and Bo DeMeo. Uh, number four here. Taron, you have villains of uh, very important as well. Now, you did make mention, though, and I am pointing fingers like that. <laughs> you did make mention um, that Moon Knight doesn't have a very good rogues gallery. I beg to differ. I think he does, <laughs> but they're very underutilized. Like they're, they're not. Yeah, they're not as good as Spider Man or Batman. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Plenty of plenty of uh, villains to 
to plunder from the from the canon. Um, just a couple of that you've mentioned. I, I think stained glass scarlet would be awesome to see. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. Um, and a couple of couple of picks from you that you'd like to see, um, villain wise. I, I really think uh, if you're you do more than one season of the show, your first season should be about Bushman, mm-hmm. and where you're taking him, and then. In your second season, you do Black Spectre. Mm. I think that is the perfect and logical next step for him. He, he could get a little more gritty with Black Spectre. There's a little more intensity there. And you could easily flesh out a cast with Black Spectre having his wife and his son. And we could see them be killed at some point on the show. So I yeah. think that could be a segue to lead him into becoming Black Spectre. And I think uh, Bushman, Black Spectre, I think we'll see Stained Glass Scarlet at some point. Yeah. And yeah. Werewolf by Night, I do think we'll see Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I think, so this is your seventh point about Black Spectre. So we jumped a little here. Um, so that was your things that you want to see. I, I agree as well. I think Black Spectre brings um, a very different sort of villainy uh, than Bushman. Bushman's, you, you're pretty much you're out and out, cutthroat. I'm pretty bad to the bone. I tried to kill you before, and now you're trying to kill me. Yeah. Um, Black Spectre's got that whole... Um, you know the backstory, but also um, he was running for um, was he running for mayor or, or I can't remember. Um, in yeah, the, he was running for mayor of New York. Yeah, yeah. So he has that kind of side to him. Uh, I don't want to say kingpin, but he's got that other side to him that uh, will, will kind of fight Moon Knight in a different kind of from a different front. Oh, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think Black Spectres are a very good. Um, I'd like to see Morpheus myself. I love Morpheus. That's, yeah, that's cool. Um, I like that. Yeah, heavily underutilized. Werewolf by, Werewolf by Night, for sure. I'd love to see Werewolf by Night. One of my favorite issues um, was in, uh, written by Mike Benson. I think it's issue 20 of the of the Houston run, but Benson took over. So Benson took over the second half. Um, it mm-hmm. has Mike Diodato. It's it's um, based on Werewolf by Night as well. Very good, very good one shot. Um so a couple of other things here for your seven things. Uh, just to wrap up, dark visuals. Uh, you mentioned that you've got to set the mood, a lot of lighting. I think the score yep. is it's going to be hard to oh, nail the score. Yeah. Um, how would you... I don't know. What what kind of... How would you take it? Um, With the score, it, I it, would... Um, yeah. Yeah. Go for a darker motif, but I think you should sometimes kind of tried to throw in an Egyptian motif too, just to get a sense of that otherworldly stuff. I think that could work too. I'm not sure what that would sound like or what instruments you need for that, but it kind of like how Black Panther has that African jungle feel. You could Mm. do something Egyptian or maybe even like kind of like otherworldly, holy, religious in that aspect too for Moon Knight. I think you could go that way. Uh, When you were just saying that, I was just thinking of, Game of Thrones as well. The kind of you know they had that kind of Celtic kind of um, old yeah, yeah. yeah medieval kind of I don't know what you call it. Um, but yeah, no, no, for sure. Because uh, I was thinking like Mister Knight would be easy. You know, you have kind of like a noirish kind of detective, yeah, seedy, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, Moon Knight would be harder, harder still. That's a question as well. Uh, who who would you like? Who would you prefer to see the capes, Moon Knight or Mister Knight on screen? I think we are going to see both because I think Ooh. that is an easy way to play up that he has a little bit more going on in his head. 
because mm-hmm. you could easily do, you know, when he's Jake Lockley, he's got the mustache. You could do when he's Stephen Grant, he's got the nice suit on. And then when he needs to do hardcore, like, I need to investigate this, he does the Mr. Knight. But then when he needs to, like, go around punching people and just doing crazy stuff, he could be Moon Knight. I do think we'll see both in some aspect. Oh, I'd love to see. But yeah, yeah, I'd hate to see just one or the other. I'd love to see both. Um, my favorites, obviously not obviously my favorite would have to harken back to the traditional i'd love to i don't know i don't care how corny it would be i'd love to see the cape and the hood and uh, you know in some sort of iteration um but i wouldn't be adverse to to mr knight he's let's face it the visuals for that is brilliant so um oh yeah yeah and uh and finally here another one uh one one of the to round out the seven things you wanted to see uh an episode in Mark's head. Now, this kind of references the Jeff Lemire run, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good way to indicate there's more going on inside his head. And he, I I think at some point we'll see, like, a considering if maybe if WandaVision gets a little more crazy than we're thinking and it goes more inside Wanda's head, I think we could definitely see that happening on Moon Knight. And I, I have, like a four season pitch for moon Knight, and it starts with Bushman in season one. Um, you end season two with him killing black specter and that's how he goes crazy. And then all season three is like the Lemire run. Ooh, <laughs> nice. And then in season four, you launch into like a, a vengeance of the moon Knight, where it's kind of his redemption story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think you want to show people there's a little more going on inside his head. You do an episode where he's kind of stuck switching between roles and he's, like he wakes up, he's, you know, in a place he doesn't know and he walks through another door and then, oh, he's in a movie studio and he's Stephen Grant. He walks mm. through another door. He's going into his taxi, walks through another door. He's Moon Knight. And you just kind of play up that kind of aspect. And I would think it's it could work. It would, it would make sense to show people that he is a little bit more crazy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that. Um, that use of the medium in that Lemire run with having um, Smallwood, um, Wilfredo Torres, James Stoko, uh, Francesca Francavia, all those different art styles for each of the identities. I think oh, it yeah. just lends itself to to a cinematic translation. Definitely, um, yeah. So I can I can definitely see that as well. I'd love to see that, and I I strongly believe that we would. I mean, it's hard not to. Well, it's hard to ignore the Lemire run and what it's done for the Moon Knight canon. Uh, it certainly has focused mostly on that kind of internal struggle than I, I believe any of the other series is. So um, we, I'm sure we'll definitely get some sort of um, nod to Jeff Lemire uh, in, in some aspect. Um, yeah, right. Well, uh, Loonies, we're going to take a quick short break. And on the other side of this ad... We will come back. We're going to finish off uh, just the the final four videos of uh, of Taryn's Moon Watch. So catch you then. Hey everyone, this is Brian, the host of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And since 2017, Inner Demons has been the best place on the web for news, reviews, and regular discussion with our listeners about Marvel's Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider. You can find us on Stitcher. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast catchers, as well as on Twitter, at InnerDemonsGR. Remember, listening to your Inner Demons is not always a bad thing. Ride on.
Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. I can't remember if I said that at the beginning of the show. Uh, episode 141, and I'm here with a very special guest, uh, fellow High Priest of Conchu, Taryn Barker, here from Tsunami Studios. Taryn, we are going through your videos of Moonwatch on your YouTube channel, and uh, we're up to number four. Ah, and you mentioned this before. This is uh so this was titled this is titled Pitching Three Moon Knight comic book ideas. Uh, this is interesting. Uh I like I, yeah. I like all of them. Uh the middle one kind of threw me a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, threw me too. <laughs> uh but very cool indeed. Uh, I, I wouldn't say no. Uh anyway, uh as mentioned Looney, go check out these videos as well. So we're not gonna um, we're not gonna spoil anything like thoroughly for you. We're gonna give you the kind of the framework for it. But uh, so these three pictures, Taryn, why don't you take us through them? Um, number one was your um, Moon Knight physically splitting, um, which yeah, is pretty yeah, um, cool. It's a big comic book trope where a character has an evil version of themselves, and it's kind of similar like that. So my pitch was, let's take Stephen Grant, Jake Lockley, and Mark Spector and give them all their own individual bodies, and we could have three different types of Moon Knights. You could have maybe I, my pitch was Stephen Grant is Mister Knight, Mark Spector is the regular Moon Knight, and then Jake Lockley's kind of a little more unhinged, scarier one. Maybe he's wearing a black suit. Uh, that that's what I. My pitch was, I think it'd be a, a really interesting place to take Moon Knight. And it could just be something very comic booky, very science fiction that the character hasn't dealt with yet. So I think it could just be something unique for the character. I, I can't believe that I haven't done this already. It's crazy. I know. It? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking while you, while you were saying it and while I was watching the video, um, I was thinking the Bemis run had you had apparitions of of Lockley and stuff. I mean, but they weren't physical by any means, and you didn't have. Yeah. I like what I like about this idea is that you have three like three distinct Moon Knights running around, you know, um, and I love it. And then this whole uh, potential that they could run into each other, the Jake Lockley one, obviously being a bit more rougher around the uh, around yeah. the gills. Uh, yeah, no, no, very cool, very cool idea. Um, any writers listening? Any creative? Well, actually, Marvel <laughs> listening, give this man a give this man a a, a role on the Moon Knight uh, series. Uh, the second one, <laughs> Taron, I'm going to let you describe this one. Um. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> this one, I was like, I'm a fan of both of these characters, so I know there's there's not a big history, but we've seen them exchange a couple of glances here and there. They make jokes about it in the uh, Houston run. My pitch was a Moon Knight and Tigra team up book, <laughs> <laughs> which just in concept, it's it sounds stupid, but I think it could work. I I said maybe there is like a Tiger goddess somewhere that tries to Ooh. choose Tigra as an avatar, and she asks Mark for help with that. And I, if we were to completely dismiss Marlene as a viable love interest for Mark, I think you could easily put in Gear Nelson in there. And she would be a great side character to him. And if they just had like a team up book, it'd be a really, I think it would be a really fun book. It'd just be kind of a comedy book that Moon Knight hasn't really got. And it would be a great way to kind of say he's a furry. <laughs> Jeez, you, you really are a fan. You know her name. 
My God, I yeah, give, yeah. give you props for yeah. that. Um, yeah. do, do you know what's happened to Tigra? Where is she now? Like, I used to follow the uh, West Coast Avengers. She's not there. Oh, oh, she is. Yeah. She was. Um, she was the, on the West Coast Avengers. She was on that Kelly Thompson yes, run. That's the last was. time I saw her. Yeah, that's the last time I saw her as well. She she turned into a thirty foot beast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, very interesting. I would, I, I would love to say that Tiger is a lot of fun. I, I've only seen her in the West Coast Avengers and in the older runs. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't know how. I'd I'd love to see her in the modern runs, uh, just because she her look and her her character is so of its time. I think. Um, oh, definitely. It'd be yeah. Very interesting to see how how she works with, especially Moon Knight of this time. So he's a lot more darker than. Well, I say that, um, but he's he's a lot different, more different than the the West Coast Avengers run. Um, and finally, this was a. Uh, Quite a well thought out pitch here, I thought, because there were a lot of lot of things happening here, Taryn. Um, in essence, you have Conchu leaving Mark um, and Marlene dying, and then Mark having to raise Dietrich by himself, uh, and then an eventual uh, legacy handed over to Dietrich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing that. Moon Knight hasn't had another spin-off or interpretation of that character like so many other characters have. Mm-hmm. So my, my initial pitch was uh, Mark finally gets rid of Conchu. Conchu leaves him and he's finally feeling clear. His head is free. He doesn't have these thoughts going on in his head. But as that's happening, Marlene dies of natural causes and thus he becomes the sole caretaker of Dietrich. While that is happening, Conchu comes to visit Dietrich and tries to make her the new avatar because she has a lot of similarities of Mark and he wants to keep that legacy going. And then this be, kind of becomes like, how is Mark going to train Dietrich to, because I, I have it like she wants to become a sidekick and a superhero in her own right. So how does Mark train her to become a Moonlight, a Moon Knight character while Conchu is going against Mark to train his daughter too? And it's just kind of, it's kind of Mark versus Conchu for the soul of Dietrich. Yes. Uh, I like the, because what really interested me in this as well is that there's the other dynamic. If you're to take the Bemis run, um, and because I love this idea that, that Max Bemis put in about um, how it wasn't Mark and Marlene that had Dietrich, it was Jake and Marlene. And, yeah. and Mark yeah. didn't know about it because of a different identity. Um, and I love that idea that this one person, he's alter. Has has done this other thing and he's find out. So uh, if you know, for me, if you add that in as well, like it's like Mark going, yeah. oh, like oh, this is the daughter that I didn't even know I had, and, and you know I've got to raise you, and yeah, that would be really cool. Um, so anyway, three some really good pictures. Do you do you write? It, it sounds like you write a lot as well, Taryn. I I do write. Yeah, I I try to every now and then I try to put down something for a screenplay or a short story. Yeah. I've worked on a few comic books that weren't published, but oh, nice. uh, I, I like to write and it's just, it's a fun thing. So I tried to come at that last uh, pitch there from like, what would I, if I was given Moon Knight at Marvel and they said, you have the full run to do whatever you want. That's where I'd go. I would take it with the Dietrich and Conchu stuff in a heartbeat. Cause I think, it's a mature story and it's mm. something that I think is a natural progression for the character of Mark Spector. That's cool. Do you do a lot of, um, have you, do you have like a blog or something? Do you, do you write a lot of fanfic and, and all that or? 
Uh, I don't do fanfic. That's kind of why I did my podcast, Fights of Fiction, so I can kind of tell a story okay. in that. But right. um, I am looking at doing more of like uh, written stuff on my channel where I just kind of talk about something I, I wrote or mm-hmm. kind of do like a spoken version of like something I put on paper. So I'm okay. definitely looking into doing more of that stuff. Yeah. Nice. And how, how, are, you with, um, how are you with acting? Did you, did you say you did some acting? I, I'm not an actor. No, oh, you're not an actor. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just kind of, just trying to edge it towards. Um, we have, we have an audio, we have a serial audio adventure called Hunt for Country's okay, Golden yeah. Scepter. Yeah. If, you're, if you want to give your voice acting a go, um, just, just let us know. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, for those of you that haven't got video, Taryn just gave me a very kind of weird quizzical i don't know what he's trying to say kind of look uh yeah anyway just, just <laughs> roll with it uh hang on while my uh while my ipad is playing silly buggies here we go okay now um moving on from that we have your fifth video entitled so this is a big one this answered your question in one of your early videos as well because i think you had uh spectolated that Jason Aaron would write a Moon Knight series. But lo and behold, we yeah. got this huge announcement, uh, I think it was late January. Um, and mind you as well, you're wearing a Superman t-shirt. I've just got to call that out. I think there's synergy happening there. A uh, little plug, I do Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. So there you go, Moon Knight, Superman. Oh, cool, yeah. There's a connection. Uh, anyway. I, Moon I Knight... love Superman too. Yeah. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I'm like a newbie. So my co-host Connor. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah you, you're like yeah. I'm. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot to learn about him still. I like the Red oh, Sun. Definitely. Did you see the Red Sun film? I did not see that yet. Oh goodness. Have you read Red Sun by Mark Miller? I yeah. I, I really like Red Sun. Yeah. Well, we. I think you like the um the film um written by James DeMatteis. Uh, oh cool. It takes its own spin on it, so don't expect a a panel-by-panel translation, but it's good. Uh, Anyway, so uh, Moon Knight versus the Avengers. So uh, on that video, basically you make the announcement, um, as we all know, Age of Conchu from Avengers 33 onwards will happen. Um, Sorry. uh, But we, having said that as well, Taryn, with this whole thing with Diamond... And comics in general, unfortunately, that's kind of really put things on the back burner, hasn't it? I mean, we're still waiting for it. Um, I dare say it, it was meant to drop, I think, mid to late April. I think we'll get it now, maybe mid to late March, um, May, sorry, instead. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on, on uh, Age of Conchu and, and the description of what it's about? I think it's an interesting take. And I know they set it up at the end of Serpent War there. Uh, I I like Jason Aaron. I think what he did for Thor really revolutionized that character that wasn't really going anywhere. So I yeah. I haven't been a big fan of his Avengers run, to be honest. I thought okay. some of it worked. Some of it is kind of boring and it's just not for me. But I think this is right up his alley. It's a, a godlike character. We are taking some big chances with the character in a new direction. And there's going to be mummies invading all of the world. So that sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, me too as well. I just hope, and I'm pretty sure he won't do it, um, but I just hope we don't get a, another quippy 
um, Spider-Man slash Deadpool-esque Moon Knight uh, like we got yeah. in Damnation or, or, dare I say, Contagion. I think I think in Serpent War he was a little bit better, uh, although he, he did have a bit of a light. See, because for me, Moon Knight in the Mench run, Volume 1, he does have a humour, but it's a lot dry. It's a lot drier. It's not... Drier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm sure Jason Aaron won't do that, especially how Moon Knight's evolved since then. Um and just finally, just on that as well, uh, with the talk of Moon Knight and the Avengers, uh, you mentioned you want you'd love to see Aaron write Moon Knight. If he couldn't write it, who would you, in the current stable of Marvel writers, who would you like to see do Moon Knight? I I mean the guy's got numerous things going on, but I think Donny Cates would be a great writer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's an easy answer, but I think he could definitely what he did with Venom doing yeah. that for Moon Knight. I think do a lot of cool stuff there yeah yeah if, if he gets the i think if he gets the the go-ahead to do it and he does his research and stuff um on moon knight on the character yeah then i think he'll hit it out of the park um uh just because i think he he went to say because in damnation um which he kind of wrote it was not that to me that was it was terrible um the the way that <laughs> moon knight was depicted but donny case admitted yeah. that he had no idea who moon knight was or anything about him and he didn't he, you know fair enough he didn't bother to do the research because he wasn't that much of an important character in that event yeah so, yeah yeah but um donny case okay i'd say um i'd still like to see ed brisson i think ed brisson would do a good Moon That's Knight? a good one too. His Ghost Rider is really good. His Ghost Rider is awesome. Yeah, he, and he did a great Iron Fist um, with Mike Perkins. Oh yeah, yeah. really cool. Uh, okay, then coming up to your second most recent one. This is cool as well. This brought a smile to my face because um, you're you're an avid um, action figure collector. Uh, I am. Yes. And this is sorry again. I should stop this uh, portrait thing. Um, yep. Yeah. Mar- uh, Moon Knight Marvel Legends Wave Toy Talk. So uh, this video you go into basically. So we've talked about TV shows. You've done your pictures for the comic book series. Now your wave for the uh, the legend. I love I love the the Legends figures. Well, I've got a, I've got a few of them. Only a few of them you can probably yeah. see. Here. Not as much I as you. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got, I got. I'm very happy. Moon Knight to me is still the best uh, Legends figure. Actually, Moon Knight and Black Knight. I like Black Knight. Um, I don't know. If Black you know, Knight is really good. Is very good. And oh, actually, saying that again, Hercules. I think he's. Um, you were talking about figures, torsos, like um, moldings. I think um, the Herc, the Herc molding is different now. I think they've improved it. Like they're not just reusing an old molding of of uh, another. I think. I don't know. Am I, I wrong? I, think they yes i think they tweaked some of the torso because they had that strap on for yeah. it so i think that's why they changed i know the the legs are entirely new sculpt for that figure oh okay right yeah, yeah no very um very very good looking figure there uh yeah but so you like your figures you you might mention a mighty morphin um you're a big fan as well uh let me just again i've lost the page so the wish list okay um so we've got a classic Doctor Strange. Very good. Uh, we, I can't believe there's no classic Doctor Strange um, figure. I know. Hasbro has made, they've made that new black and red costume. They've yeah. given that black and red costume a cloak. Yeah. But they've never went back and made like the actual yellow glove, blue shirt version. And it, it astonishes me they haven't done it, especially since he has a movie. 
Well, maybe for the um, Multitudes of Madness, maybe they'll release... Well, they'll probably release the movie version, but... Uh, and then we get uh, <laughs> your favourite, Tigra, of course. I, I can't, I can't yep. believe she hasn't got one as well. Like, I know. she's... Because yeah. they have a lot of weird, obscure legend uh, figures. Like they they're do, like, yeah. um, like the eel and... Oh, I don't know. I'm just... Yeah. All these really weird ones. There's so, a lot they... of the Serpent Society. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Knight, of course, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and I want to say Werewolf by Night is good. I'm going to leave this other last. Black Spectre as well would visually look very nice. Um, now, Dracula. <laughs> just just uh, um, saying here. Uh, this has got to be a shout-out to Moon Knight Core for sure. Of course, yeah. <laughs> they, they made it possible, you know? Yeah, they, Dracula have, has nothing to do with Moon Knight at all. <laughs> but for these memes, uh, so why They've not? They made that meme huge. They have, haven't they? My God, that amazing, ke- yeah. that, that and ketamine. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I know, seems, yeah. <laughs> to make it. Um, but why don't you reveal to us, uh, Taryn, your bath figure then? So, uh, so sorry for people that don't know, uh, a wave in in toy figures are you have a set. They they release a set of five figures, and in the box there's a piece. Of a figure, and if you buy the the whole wave, you can actually make a sixth um, piece. So, what was your what was your um your bath figure? Build a figure. My build a figure was the like the ghost punching huge skeleton suit Moon Knight wears in the War and Alice run. I think it is a unique yeah, design that yeah. put itself perfectly to an action figure, and it, it just looks so cool and unique on a shelf. It would it, it, absolutely, it, and I, I said it before. It would look beautiful on a shelf. Um, practicality has nothing, <laughs> no practical purpose <laughs> at all. Um, but just looks bloody cool. So yeah, no, that would be great. Um, you mentioned you toured around with um, uh, Conchu figure, which is fair enough. But they do have. I thought I saw in the back of you one of your videos. Didn't you have a was it a, a Toy Biz um, Moon Knight that came with a Conchu statue of Conchu figure? Uh, uh, have... There is a there's a Marvel Select figure Marvel that Select. comes with a Conchu statue, yeah. Yeah, and do you, do you have that? Yeah, I don't have that. Oh, one. It's like one of the one of the few I'm still looking for. Ah, oh, because I, I I thought I saw just like in the corner there, you had a Moon Knight one. It was in front of your Moon Knight artwork, um, but I may yeah. have mis misread that one. Um, but you've got a few. What, what Moon Knight figures do you have then? I have. Um, the new one that Hasbro did, which is the Marvel Now costume with the black yeah. on it, I have the original Toy Biz ones. Uh, I have. I only put. I have. There's the standard release, which is the the gray suit, and then there's the variant that's the silver suit. Wow. And I have the silver suit on display, and then okay, uh, Mez, Mezco released two like high quality versions that are like a hundred dollars. I picked up both of those. They are incredible. Yeah, they Some are. of the best figures I own. I love them. Yeah, I've only got the um, I've only got the Crescent edition at the moment. The um, the San Diego comic is it the San Diego Comic Con? Yeah, the San Diego. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to get the white one. Um, which I went for the other one because I think that was I thought that was the the harder one to get. Um, so I'm just I'm gonna try <laughs> to get the other one. Uh, yeah. So again, Looney's again. I'll put this in the show notes. Um, we've done some action figure reviews as well. Episodes 19, 89, 116, 131, we cover it as well. Uh, Funko figures, now your um, graphic as well shows you as a Funko Pop. Um, are you a Funko yep. Pop collector as well? I'm assuming you are. I Yeah, I haven't got a lot of the recent stuff. I yep. 
I've really slowed down on pops because it's easy to get carried away with pops. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I've started to tone that down yeah. and just grab the few ones I want here and there from like lines that I don't think are going to have releases and other versions of toys or collectibles. And that's where I get my pops now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've written, I've really only limited mine to the Moon Knight ones. Um, I might get a few others of my favorite characters, but uh, you're right. I think it's easy to go down that rabbit hole and just, get a whole lot of them um so yeah running out of space anyway so loonies we come up to the most recent um sorry Taryn, when when was this most recent video dropped was that was that in march or february or oh i think it might have been the beginning of april actually beginning of april wow fresh off uh, the press yeah it's, it's maybe two weeks, oh. end of March, early April. It's it's a really recent one, yeah. Oh, well, there you go, loonies. Check it out while it is hot and fresh and ready, piping hot. It, this is the casting. Oh, but you've done something before anyway. This is the casting of the Moon Knight series on Disney+. Plus. You make mention that you did a fan cast before. Um, I haven't um, watched that one. That was a couple of years back or a few years back. Um so I'd like to actually, I'll go, um, again, we'll all be in the show notes, loonies. I'd like to compare your your fan casting between then and now. But again, we won't go through all of them. I'll pick out a couple of um, interesting ones, I thought. Um, so uh, I'll, let's just say, um, so you go through the main characters, Moon Knight, obviously, Marlene, Frenchie, I've got Bushman, Crawley, Jenna, Conchu, and you got a cool one at the end. Of uh, one of my favorites as well. My God, yeah, we seem to like the same wow. sort of. Um, <laughs> she's awesome, uh, and I'll leave that at the end. But um, yeah, so these are pretty cool. Look, the first one, obviously, Moon Knight. There's been a lot of talk about Oliver Oliver Jackson Cohen. Um, have you seen the interview with him as well about Moon Knight? I haven't. I, I haven't. know. I somebody brought it up to him though, right? Yeah, yeah, and he goes, "I don't know what a Moon Knight is, but I'll, I'll <laughs> be glad to, to play." So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's honest, and hey, you know, who who would know who Moon Knight is? But I think he's a great fit as well. I think he's uh, absolutely. Um, again, Looney's. Yeah. I'm gonna not not give everything away. Go check it out. There are supper, a couple of really curly ones here. I thought um, all good. Uh, I'm just gonna say Marlene as well. Hillary Duff. That's. <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's, it's an interesting one. Yeah. That's an astute one, I think, because you're playing you're playing towards the the studios' uh, current stable, right? The Disney, Hillary. That, that was part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've thought because um, there was a, the Lizzie McGuire show was kind of put on hiatus. They lost the showrunner, mm-hmm. and I know that she, Hillary has been very vocal in that she wanted to do something on Hulu because she wanted the show to be a little more mature because a woman in her thirties, it's, mm-hmm. it should be a little more mature. So I think if you, you do the first season on Disney plus and you want to keep her happy, maybe we'll, we'll give you more adult stuff to do in a second season, but could you come over here to Marvel and maybe put in your time <laughs> as yeah. Marlene, you could do something against, you know, be the, the stronger one in a relationship with a mentally scare, scary man over here. And we'll just, we can give you another Lizzie McGuire couple seasons. I, I, I think she's a good actress, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah I think she's got the look. I, I haven't actually seen her act. Um, I just know of her name and, and Lizzie McGuire. Um, I'm sure she can <laughs> do a good job. Uh, so, yeah, no, um, interesting. Uh, I don't have any um, 
thoughts of who Marlene could be. I did for a, a, ages ago. I can't remember now. Anyway, um, <laughs> the only other one I'm gonna I'm gonna point out as well. I thought this was pretty cool. Um, Michael Palin as Crawley. That's an interesting. Yeah. And you you're considering John Cleese as well. I was. Uh, I think Crawley has this. I said it. I think it's a very Shakespearean way about him. He's this over the top guy. He is well versed in the world. He's done a lot, and he's he's content with where he is. And I thought, who better to portray that kind of level of arrogance in a mature and thought provoking way than one of the Pythons? And yeah. I was going to go with John Cleese, but he's kind of he likes to steal a scene and he has to be the front and center. But Michael Palin can blend into the background. Yeah. He knows how to give the actors their moment to shine and he he's definitely pull off some of the monologues i'd expect from a crawley character yeah i think actually he's he's really he's got the good look for it doesn't he and he certainly can um, oh. deliver deliver the lines as well so so it wasn't someone that i would have thought but uh it, it just proves that if you do think outside of the box then you'd be surprised with what you can come up with so yeah michael palin's good um look we're just going to wrap it up now tarrant on the little bonus that you threw in, just because I love this character, Elsa Bloodstone. <laughs> I can see her actually in the Moon... Get, get her in a, a backdoor introduction on the Moon Knight TV series. Get Moon Knight fighting with the werewolf by night and get Elsa coming in there and then get her own series or get her own movie. She's great. Yeah. But you've, um, you've mentioned... Um, is it Rose Leslie? Is that her name? I Rose Leslie, yeah. Yeah, from Game of Thrones as Elsa Bloodstone. I- Igrid or Igrid. Um Yeah, Igrid, yeah. Igrid. Awesome. Great. I'll, I'll be up for it. I think... I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, for those that don't know, um, maybe, Taryn, describe the demeanor of, of Elsa Bloodstone, basically. A little bit of a cocky swagger to her. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's the best way to put it. Foul-mouthed a little bit. Foul-mouthed, <laughs> confident... But just pure kick-ass. Yep. Um, I loved her in uh, in Next Wave, but I loved her also in um, uh, the Secret Wars uh, War Zones. She was in Marvel Zombies. I'm not sure if you picked up that little run. Um, it was during the Secret Wars uh, battle battle zones or battle worlds or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. I think I know what that is. I don't think I've yeah. read it, but I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, very cool. And I think recently she's been in Deadpool, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, she has. She's been in almost every issue, which amazes oh, cool. me that they never like Kelly Thompson put her in like her own series because when Kelly Thompson was doing Jessica Jones, man, she yes. was putting Elsa Bloodstone in everything. So I, I mean, I... like, just give her, yeah. Yeah, I, I loved um, Elsa in the Jessica Jones, uh, Kelly Thompson written ones, Blind Spot, I think it was, or, or I can't remember. It was yeah. the digital first yeah. ones. Um, no, but brilliant. Uh, anyway, I can see her working with Moon Knight totally. Um, I can see her a lot more than Tigra, Taryn, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> hey, give it time. <laughs> give it time, give it time. Well, there you go, uh, uh, loonies. Those are... Uh, basically, a, a, a brief rundown of the seven videos from Moonwatch from Tsunami, Tsunami Studios uh, by Taryn Barker. Taryn, I'd like to thank you so much for coming on uh, a very early time there over in Canada. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for, for bringing the vibes in. For, for um, we, I can tell how much you are invested in this character, <laughs> as we are as well. Um, so, no, um, please keep on making these videos. Oh, I, I absolutely will. Excellent. Um, all the details will be there. Actually, uh, 
we'll get to there now. Taryn, where can loonies find you? Where can they, um, if they want to ask you questions, see more of your stuff? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at TerranAlmighty56. And I post a lot of uh, action figure stuff there. I post some stuff that I'm working on there. And you can follow me at Tsunami Podcasts on Twitter. And I put links to all the new stuff I'm working on, all the live streams I'm planning on doing. So you can just go there and find me there. And as always, I'm on YouTube at Tsunami Studios. And you can see all my content. And I hope you guys come to watch it. Excellent. Well, Looney's definitely, as I mentioned, check it out. Uh, drop Taryn a line as well. Uh, give your thoughts, give your pictures, or um, let Taryn know, um, you know, what you'd like to see in the TV show or uh, or in action figures or in the comic books. Well, uh, that pretty much does us uh, Looney's for episode 141. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, next phase, we're going to try and stick to the, the moon. It's going to be a last quarter. Uh, which means we're doing an Avatars of Vengeance. It's a a video game review. Taryn, are you are you a gamer? I am not. I do not, not even a... own a console. Oh, me too. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. But I still talk about it. I don't, I don't, I don't know nice. how, but <laughs> uh, I'll figure I'll figure out something. I think we've kind of uh, plundered the depths of Moon Knight's appearances in video games. Uh, but I'll have to see what we can do. <laughs> anyway, Avatars of Vengeance. Keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, Patreon page, please check it out. Uh, I am suspending the payments as well for at least a couple of months um, just because of this this damn pandemic. Um, but that's not stopping the content coming out um, for all Patreon members, so give it a go. Uh, see if the incentives are to your liking. A big thank you once again to Hello Headphones. Uh, and also, I'd like to shout out affiliate members, Amazon and Entertainment Earth. So if, if Taryn, like yourself, if you'd like to buy some more action figures, check out Entertainment Earth, the link in our show notes, uh, and that any purchase that you make will help the show as well. Uh, finally, we are part of the collective. Uh, as mentioned previously, we're part of a, a whole band of podcasters that like doing the same sort of thing. Um, Taryn, maybe if you're keen to join, it'll be great to have you on because, um, you know... You like Moon Knight? That's 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 a tick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are other shows like Adelan Rising and Inhumans podcast. Um, there's Inner Demons, a Ghost Rider podcast. Uh, there is the Sons of the Dragon and Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and Resurrections Thanos and Adam Warlock podcast. There are podcasts for any character out there that you like. Please check them out uh, again in the show notes or on Twitter hashtag the Collective Net. Uh, that should lead you towards a lot of our tweets. Finally, you can catch us on an email, itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Just drop us a line. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. Uh, we have a website on Libsyn and WordPress. As mentioned, we have a Patreon page, and we're on Podchaser as well. So if you can leave us a review, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, we always like to hear if we're doing things right. If there's anything you want to hear, let us know as well. We'd love to improve the show. So once again, Taryn, a huge thank you. Thank you. Um, you're mo more than welcome on the show whenever. Um, when the TV show hits, if you want to review one of the episodes, if you want to review a comic book, just just drop us a line or I might even drop yeah, you a cool. line. Yeah, um, yeah and we'll, we'll try to make it working. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. No worries. And as always, loonies, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. 
materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.